The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. It is 8.06 here on The Morning Jam. The voice of the flames, Alan York, on the line with us. Good morning, Alan. All right, Mark. Good morning. Let's jam today. Yeah, let's jam. No (laughs) doubt about it. Hey, I'm going to ask you, and this isn't a T-bone question, but one of Liberty's craziest fans listens to our show. His name's Kevin. And, and I asked, do you have anything you want me to ask, he Alan? He put the fan in fanatic. He did. Yeah. He, he wanted me just to ask you a, a, a non-relatable question first before we get into all the stats. He just said, ask Alan about, you know, how he's gotten to where he is right now because you were a broadcaster before you got here to Liberty. And, and he just said, ask Alan about how maybe even some of his failures have pushed him into the position he's in so let's let's start there and then we'll go into some liberty football flame stuff if you don't mind yeah sure uh kevin thanks for the question uh mark i grew up in uh this is kind of relatable i think to the rural kind of central virginia area i grew up just below the state line in mount airy uh, north carolina which is andy griffith's hometown yeah. of mm-hmm. mayberry so it's a great conversation piece uh, first and foremost when i tell people I'm from Mount Airy, North Carolina. They look at me kind of cross-eyed, but I'm like, well, Mayberry. Oh, of course. I know where Mayberry is. <laughs> so um, that's a great conversation piece, number one. Uh, played football and baseball at Guilford College in Greensboro. And then after that, uh, got into broadcasting. Uh, worked for the local NBC affiliate, uh, Channel 12 in Winston, for a couple of years while uh, moonlighting, doing some minor league baseball for a White Sox affiliate uh, down in Winston. And uh, from there, kind of shifted over into the college space. Uh, worked for a company called Learfield, uh, which is a media company that uh, focuses in on college athletics and uh, signage in the stadium, program ads, radio, etc. cetera. Um, and did that for four years uh, before Jerry Edwards, uh, who uh, folks around here will know that name probably, uh, spent 29 years as uh, the radio voice at Liberty. He retired. Uh, that was a national search. Uh, applied for it. Uh, got an interview and uh, accepted the, the offer that they gave me back in 2010. Yeah. And I think it's important uh, to answer Kevin's question. Um, you know, if you really have an idea of what you want to do, don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. Uh, there's always doors that will open up and I think there's a respectful way to go about uh, job prospecting and, and meeting people, and I like to think I've done a pretty good job of doing that in my career. Um, have I gotten every uh, thing I've wanted out of my career? Well, not yet. Uh, we still have failures that we uh, kind of fight through, but at the end of the day, um, God's got our back and he's got a plan for us, so if we just trust in him and what uh, kind of he shows us every day, I think uh, – you can't go wrong with that. That's kind of a nutshell, kind of how I got up here. Um, so, Kevin, thanks for the question. Okay, yeah, good, uh, great. Thanks for thanks for answering that. Uh, let's let's talk about some of the adversity that uh, the Flames have faced, maybe uh, since you've been there. I mean, we we had a good run with Coach Freeze, and then we, uh, you know, Kevin and I meet before the year and then after the year. We sort of talk about what we think might happen. And then we debrief after the year. Of course, we're a couple just, you know, couch, couch type coaches, fans, whatever. And and I got to be honest with you, Alan. When we met before the season, we went to the we went to the scrimmage, we went to the pre, uh, you know, dinner where you get to meet the coach, and we were just hoping for 500 football this year. 
but holy cow, we've blown that out of the water. And uh, so let's talk about the new coach, how he has used the portal, how we lost some some players because of the portal, and, and kind of how it's all come together. Yeah, and that new coach uh, we're speaking of, Mark, is uh, Jamie Chadwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, spent uh, four years at Coastal Carolina, uh, first as the offensive coordinator and then elevated to head coach. And he's won everywhere he's been. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show you what kind of coach he is. It's one thing to do it at one stop, but if you can do it at multiple schools, I think that shows a good track record uh, that you're a marketable head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do get in that uh, area where you're looking maybe to uh, elevate your career, and um, each time there's a job opening, coaches that have good track records, their name has always surfaced around that. And his was here at Liberty. Uh, when Hugh Freeze left to go to Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Coach Jadwell uh, relates well to uh, this team. Uh, obviously, the the Christian that he is relates well to the mission of the school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned the transfer portal. All coaches are having to go through that. And yeah. NIL, which uh, for your listeners is, stands for Name, Image, and Likeness. Mm-hmm. Student-athletes now can get paid uh, for uh, different aspects um, of a sponsor promotion item, social media campaign. They can do their own camps in the offseason, make money off of it. This does not count pay for play. You still can't pay. Caden Salter threw for eight touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Liberty's going to pay him $800 for that. Right. That's not what this is. Um, this is strictly uh, non-school-related activities. Uh, Liberty can't broker uh, deals for these athletes. They've kind of fished that out on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, Coach Chadwell, with the turnover, it's about 50% turnover roster, just didn't know how the season was going to progress. Sure. But back to our original point of this question, Mark, he's a great coach, and he has molded this team into a 10-0 top 25 team right now. Yeah, and and that is a school record, right, the 10-0? and Yes, they tied the school record for wins in a season – uh, this past week against Old Dominion. So no team has ever won 11 games. So that's what's on the docket oh, okay. against UMass on Saturday. So let's talk about the next two games. One is at home on Saturday, and then the last game of the official season, I guess, is is going to be the following Saturday out of town in, in Texas, I believe. And then we have the championship game and then our bowl yep. bid. So let's talk about the prospects right. for the next two games. And and our own Trey Lyle predicted, I have to admit, and he's a sports junkie, he predicted to me four weeks ago that he thought Liberty was not going to lose the game at all this year. What what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, if I'm the head coach, I'm tempering those expectations, obviously. Now you're thinking about it, but you have to play game to game. And that's yeah. what I mean by tempering those expectations because, uh, look, uh, UMass beat New Mexico State in week one. Mm-hmm. And why is that significant? Well, New Mexico State has won six in a row coming into this weekend. That's whose Liberty opponent's going to be in the conference championship on December 1st. Oh, okay. So, so we know despite, that. Okay. Despite UMass's three and seven record, that's what they are. They beat a really good team that's playing really good football right now. Now, granted, that was back in late August, so be that as it may. Um, and shout out to Trey Lyle, does a great job with us on our game day production. Uh, mm-hmm. So thank you for bringing his name up. Yes, sir. Um, but the players are actually talking about it. I mean, they, they had the weekly press conference yesterday, and a couple of the athletes mentioned um, that 
while that undefeated record <clears throat> excuse me doesn't motivate them right now they are so close to a potential uh undefeated season and then we'll see what happens in the championship game and the subsequent bowl game uh, but to go 12 and 0 is is kind of cool yeah. and on paper they they will statistically be better than the next two teams you play mm-hmm. uh but that is uh what coaches would call is called rat poison yes uh, you, you don't you don't want to listen to that because you still have to go play each rep and each uh, each down uh, to the best you can. So uh, while they, they see it out there, kind of the, the carrot of uh, what potentially could be, but if we worked on potential, nothing would get accomplished. I don't care what uh, type of profession uh, you're doing. Two, two more questions for you. Uh, one is what um, – let's speculate just a little bit, and let's just say we – can go undefeated or we just have one loss what does that do for us and i know the championship game comes into play here too uh for the bowl bid i mean what are some of those expectations and then and then the final question is tell us what's happened to salter because at the end of the season last year uh, my friend kevin would sometimes lose it because you know uh, Salter was holding that ball like a loaf of bread, and uh, you know last season, and he's pulled that in closer to the vest, so to speak. But tell us why, why you think he has he has just blossomed into this amazing quarterback. Uh, that'll be our final question for you. Yeah, I'll go in reverse here. Mark. Okay, sure. Uh, we'll start. We'll start with Caden Salter, sure. uh, who is. Uh, a native of Cedar Hill, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, started his career uh, at the University of Tennessee in the SEC, uh, which in our world is a Power Five school. Uh, Liberty competes in the G Five or Group of Five at Conference USA, uh, but they're all FBS football bowl subdivision, meaning Liberty is uh, eligible uh, to go uh, to a bowl uh, should these teams win six or more games. That's typically how it happens. Um, so, Caden Salter, God-given talents, uh, phenomenal uh, arm. He can run the ball when he needs to. Uh, talking to head coach Jamie Chadwell, Caden needed to apply himself a little bit uh, more, becoming a complete quarterback, and that just doesn't include uh, your physical talents. That includes the mental side, uh, game prep, film study, uh, those types of things. And that is one thing that um, has elevated his game uh, to another level, um, that he's applied himself off of the field as much as maybe he has on the field in the weight room and reps and et cetera like that. So that, in our opinion, and the coach's opinion, the reason why he's taken another step, uh, like you said, he has physically protected the football better than he did last year. Uh, So that's kind of a look at Caden Salter, who is on any – uh, postseason award list mm-hmm. in this part of the season, Mark, they're called watch lists. Okay. Um, as they tabulate the list of potential candidates uh, for these awards, and he's on seven or eight of them right now. That's wow. just how to go to the quarterback uh, that he is. Oh. Uh, your first question was talking about uh, bowl prospects and postseason and uh, Liberty. Uh, it's funny, you know, mid-November still has uh, at a max four games left, which a lot of teams might be done with their season after this weekend. It's mm-hmm. amazing how much more football Liberty has to play. Yeah, uh, being ten and zero, two regular season games left, a conference championship, and then a bowl game after that. 
Uh, what is significant about uh, Liberty right now being where they are? They are ranked top 25 in one of the polls that comes out each week. But every Tuesday, starting a couple of weeks ago, uh, ESPN and the college football playoff put out their college football playoff top 25. Mm-hmm. And that's significant. The conference Liberty plays in, if, uh, you know, back in the day, the big bowl games were played on New Year's Eve. Right. Uh, they've kind of put more uh, frosting, if you will, on a few years back. Um, I say, I'll say twenty five, thirty years ago, to play on New Year's Day like it was a big deal. Yes, uh, that kind of got uh, diluted a bit when the college football playoff came out, and they're playing like the second week of January, and so those New Year's Day games uh, kind of got diluted. Well, they they're they're bringing back the the sparkle of those, and there it's called the New Year's Six. Okay, there's three major bowls on New Year's Day. And the highest-ranking group of five school in that top 25 that we just talked about gets an automatic berth in one of those New Year's six games. Okay. And so right now, Tulane is the highest-ranking group of five team. And I don't know where they were ranked last night, but Liberty's right below that. So wow. that's a team that Liberty fans are watching right now. Okay. If Tulane should falter down the stretch – and Liberty maybe flip-flop them in that college football top 25, then you might could see Liberty playing in the Cotton Bowl, Holy the cow. Sugar Bowl, wow. the Fiesta Bowl. Like, it's a reality That's for Liberty a big time. in yeah. 2023. Mm-hmm. But Liberty's got a leapfrog, uh, at least Tulane right now. James Madison obviously is in the mix, but JMU, because of their FBS transition, not eligible at least right now, there's a vote coming down or uh, NCAAs analyzing their situation. Um, but they've already told them no twice before. Okay. But JMU keeps coming back with other requests to say, hey, can you look at this again? Mm-hmm. Uh, and while we respect JMU, uh, that's kind of what they're dealing with. But Liberty, it's a reality that you might see them in a New Year's Six uh, bowl game. So, um We'll have to wait and see. They still have to finish business, like we talked about. Yeah, and yeah, they'll be scoreboard watching Tulane a bit in the next couple of weeks. Okay, uh, so that's kind of where we are with the postseason prospects. But regardless, if they play in a New Year's Day game, they're still going to go to a bowl game somewhere. Sure, uh, and we'll find that out uh, the first week of December uh, when those pairings come out. Well, I don't want to leapfrog, but I'm going to ask you one short answer you can make make for me here is what does that do for a college like Liberty University if they show up in the Cotton Bowl? What what will that do for the university <laughs> and their recruiting for the following year? I mean, if you look at you know, this place is has been really been blessed. Um and the 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 hands that Dr. Falwell, you know, placed on this university mm-hmm. uh, is just reaping benefits each and every day. Uh, sure. what would it do, Mark? I mean it, it, it'll help in every way imaginable. Uh, we had our first bowl committee uh, meeting internally yesterday and uh, talking about you know what it's going to take if Liberty should potentially be in that game logistically um, to put on a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're preparing right now for what could happen in early January. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but certainly the TV exposure, uh, you know, a lot of these schools that – on these runs that get this exposure 
I mean, it helps in enrollment. It, yes. it helps in uh, the visibility of the school. And, you know, right now is a great time to be a part of this university, whether it be a broadcaster like I'm doing or a fan, because each team has been so competitive. You, you can take every sport on this campus, and, I mean, even the last couple of weeks, uh, Liberty Women's Soccer won the Conference USA Championship. Wow. Liberty Field Hockey, regular season Big East Championship. They both just competed in the NCAA tournament last weekend. So it's not just the football, the basketball, that's the front porch light. We all know that. It's the other Olympic sports that are having so much success here on the mountain. And it's um, it's just a force right now. Yeah. And so playing in those big-time bowl games only helps exposure and uh, gets to educate people on uh, kind of what we're doing. Um and uh, football definitely takes the, the front seat to that. Yeah. Voice of the Flames, Alan York. Thank you for uh, giving us a few extra minutes, Alan. And uh, we'll always look forward to hearing from you. And uh, we'll, we'll say go Flames uh, all the way through the, the first of next year, bud. All right. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate the time. Uh, love the show. Y'all do a great job. And uh, go Flames. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. Mark.